Hello nerds and nerd wells it's AJ here, and welcome back to another episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fugnuggetry. Join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Hear ye, hear ye! We've only gone and got ourselves recognised in the podcast charts. The wonderful people at Feedspot.com have ranked us at number 88 in the top 100 D&D podcasts. Is that good? I don't know, but I'll take it. 88th anything isn't bad, is it? Imagine being the 88th best lover in the world. You'd need an ice bath, an occupational therapist, and several splints to recover from that. And this is no different in many ways. Also, to the other 87 other better podcasts than us, be warned, we're coming for you. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But one day we will get better at this shit. We might not be on the medal podium yet, but... We're in the stadium now, at least. The road to victory may be long and winding with lots of loo breaks, but we are strapped in and ready to go. So thank you for believing in us, Feedspot.com, and thank you to all the listeners for following us, partaking in our narrative nonsense, and recommending us to your friends. We appreciate you, one and all. And in return, all that we ask is that you instantly stop listening to all other D&D podcasts and subscribe only and exclusively to us. That's how success works, right? Anyway, as ever, it's worth noting that everyone involved in the production of this podcast is a professionally trained shitehawk, and as such, most of the content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. So be warned, this podcast is filthier than a porter cabin loose seat in an open-air festival. Listener discretion is advised. But hell, you didn't come here to listen to me ramble on now, did you? So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, Come join us for this week's episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast. Please enjoy. Matt, save us from that. Who are we sponsored by this week? I knew you were going to ask that, and I was about to think of something cool, and then I got distracted, and now you've asked me. Um, Omicron. <laughs> <laughs> Well, fuck you guys, we're not coming back on this one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a bit too on the nose. Bit too on the nose for my liking. <laughs> this week we're sponsored by Omicron, everyone's favorite yeah. household. It's just exploded in popularity. It's gone viral. It's uh... the disease you can trust. <laughs> Get it while you can, while stocks last. <laughs> Limited to one per family. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mileage may vary. Always consult your doctor before contracting. (laughs) Right. I have written us a small catch-up, because I know last time various people... There was no Lewis and there was no Chanel last time, so I've written us a small catch-up. So here we go. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they still found themselves embroiled in a legal scandal. The long arm of the law having finally caught up with them after years with their unaccountable shenanigans. <sighs> I'm going to pause to take a pube out of my mouth at that point. <sighs> Hanash and Aristobulus were still on the loose, having broken out of jail for a quick pint. They'd found themselves hiding in the chipped cup inn, desperately trying to blend into their surroundings to hide from a party of glass blades who'd been tasked with hunting them down. The unlikely pair opted to hide in a back room and found themselves quickly co-opted into a local amateur orchestra. Having produced one of the most ear-endangeringly bad auditions, 
they were snatched up by the glass blades and deposited back in court, just in time for proceedings to continue. Given the option of one last final defence of themselves by the judge, Tati stepped up to the plate and gave an impassioned account of their actions to date, opting to take the blame onto his own shoulders. This was of little use, but certainly sounded sincere, if nothing else. The jury returned their verdict, finding the adventuring party purely guilty. Guiltier than a puppy sitting next to a pile of poo. Weighing this all up, the judge ruled, sentencing them to life sentences in Nutbush Penitentiary near Nicodranus. In the excitement of all of this, Hanash fell out of the defence box, plummeting tens of feet into a broken, crumpled mess on the courtroom floor with his pants round his ankles. On the way out of the courtroom, Tati learned the fate of Barbara, who was being held in a penal pup pound in Port Zoon. Our diminutive hero also managed to blag one last chat with Oberon to try and find out the fate of Theolian. The elf staying tight-lipped and pointing out that the court case was solely of the adventuring party's making and not his or his family. Whilst this was going on, Aristobulus was challenged to a game of slaps by the now thoroughly bored Hanash. Somehow, beyond belief, the filthy old man managed to beat three shades of living shit out of the half-orc, leaving him in an unconscious pile on the floor of his prison carriage. And then, just because these players hate me with a passion hotter than the sun itself, Belsiar opted to try a daring jailbreak, taken to the skies above the courtroom by using a potion of flying. He was, naturally, pebble-dashed with arrows from the guards and proceeded to slowly bleed out from height. However, just as his hope of freedom was within his grasp, the flying potion ran out, leaving him falling from the sky, plummeting like a lead turd, the dragonborn smashed through the roof of a local stable and was ejected onto the streets of Uthodern, directly into the path of the prison carriage that was taking his friends away to Nutbush Penitentiary. And that is where we will pick up this week's episode. So, in the off week, Chris contacted me to ask what happened to the set of keys and the dagger that he'd stolen a couple of episodes ago. Because all of you have had your uh, equipment taken away by the guards so you're all fairly fairly naked where are my bees your bees are, are not with you currently they're in the bee pound they're, they're possibly in, in the pound any any animals would have been impounded so your bees are currently in a cage in the pound but I can summon them with my mind can't I? to a finite range I don't think you can telekinet- telekinetically no there's no range on this well, I think for the, for the sake of narrative, you don't have a enduring, never-ending link to bees halfway around the planet. I think that would be... <laughs> I agree, when it's like, you guys are going to be in trouble soon. <laughs> <laughs> did, we, did we confirm that the, the pound was in uh, Port Zoon? You did. Okay, cool. The pound's in Port Zoon. You are going to Nutbush Penitentiary, which is on the coast of Nicodranus, both of which are in the Menagerie coast on the southern part of the continent. You're currently in the northern part of the continent and you're being transported. It's pretty convenient. We want to be in the south, don't we? Yeah. I know, it's almost like you keep on pissing around. (laughs) Narrative gods have to keep on realigning you to the (laughs) storyline. Chris reached out and asked what happened to the keys. He asked what happened to the dagger that he stole because technically none of you have got any of your equipment. So uh, the short answer to that is... um, he rolled a sleight of hand check, got a reasonably good roll on it, which meant that he had to toss his keys for fear of 
having them discovered. He had the keys to the manacles, but what he did keep was the dagger. So he slipped the dagger into his boot. So we will pick up with the slightly bloodied, crumpled form of Belsia, who's currently covered in straw, smells like horse shit, and is lying in the street in front of the horse-drawn carriage. Belsia's okay. It's one of my favourite moments of our entire D&D history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to I point out as well that I don't think he used a potion of fly. No. He... He took, he, because he didn't have any of his spell components, he took the feather out of my hat and he used that to cast a fly spell. Oh, my god. I, I, I just want to highlight how great yeah. that is. Yeah, that's, that's Chekhov's feather right there. Yeah, <laughs> that was fantastic. That is a highbrow joke, man. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, if you hadn't mentioned it, hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of our fans clearly would have been screaming blue murder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get in the comments, gang. Exactly. Unless it's sexist, then just just keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so I'm guessing so I'm on one HP. You are. You're currently very slowly bleeding out on the cobbles as you look up and you see the hazy form of four giant equestrian animals pounding down towards you. Am I in imminent danger of being crushed to death? Under some horses, or have I got time to kind of? I mean, I'd say you could do something. Yeah, you, you've the... got a small crowd of people who've just watched you fall out of the sky like a meteor, and you've also got the uh, stable hand who's staring up through the hole in the roof and looking at you in disbelief. Hang on, so I'm in the street. Yeah, you stumbled out into the street. You came oh, okay, yeah, the yeah. And stumbled out into the street and fell face first into the yeah. cobbles of Uthodern in front of the horse and carriage. Can I jump? Is there a way this, this this carriage that's coming towards me? Well, I guess actually I don't know who's in it. Uh, you were following it. I think we said at the end of the last episode. Oh, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. Watching it weave like Google Street View. Other Street Views are available. I guess I'll... Can I, like, jump on the back and, like... Is there anyone on the outside? There are indeed. There is currently a driver and two footmen who are guards. All of which are well aware and can see you as you lie in the centre of the road. <laughs> as the carriage slows to a halt, the horses whinnying as they're pulled to a hard stop some ten feet in front of you. I'm just going to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> I mean, you can try if you want. I'm just going to gonna confidently assume the air of someone completely different and walk away. I'm going <laughs> to... Although I haven't got the hat of um, disguise, I'm going to channel my inner hat of disguise, if you will. Okay, make me a deception check. Okay, here we go, 11. 11. As you go to stand up, bruised and bloody, one of your teeth slightly wobbly in the front from your ginormous draconic underbite, as you wobble out into the street, your robes of wizardry are slightly tarnished, dirty, horse shit, straw, blood. I mean, you you walk with all confidence, absolute confidence in your mind. As you make it halfway across the street, look down and see the six or seven arrows that are currently sticking out of you. <laughs> as the guards just hop off the either side of the carriage, just as you're about to fall, they catch you under your armpits 
drag your bleeding form to the back, unbolt and padlock the back and toss you in. As the rest of you, in this slightly squalid carriage that is uh, functional over aesthetic, the doors open, the daylight blazing in as you see the bloodied and bruised porcupine quilled dragonborn tossed into the back as he lands on a heap on the floor next to Hanash, who's still half-beaten senseless from Aristobulus. I, I just look at everyone and I'm like, ta-da! The guard's like, um, well, we got a full house now. I suppose you already can set off. As he just slams the door, you're not fully in. You feel the door slam against the top of your head as he has to push you in slightly further before re-slamming the door as you hear the thick bolt and padlock on the back. As you hear a, yay, as the horses set off. Uh, <laughs> the bounding, there is no, there's no, um, there's not a comfortable ride uh, there's no suspension is the word I was looking for there's no suspension on this carriage whatsoever you feel every bump every cobble you feel it through your spines on the hard wooden benches you're not particularly you're all still handcuffed but you're not particularly manacled to the walls or the bench you can you can move around as you wish as you hear the carriage going across the tops of the cobbles through the streets of Uthodern as you feel every bump every corner every time it takes a sharp corner you're thrown from side to side do we count this in the long rest? <laughs> um, I'd like to not be dead. Yeah, I was going to um, <laughs> Shit, actually, shouldn't he be. Um, did he get knocked unconscious? He did, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're going to say for the sake of narrative, as we look over, after you've been travelling for a while, bumped and battered and bruised, Tatty, you feel down into the edge of your the felt lining on your boot and you feel the firm press of the blade which you've secured there. As you look over, you see the giant form of the half-orc that's being his head cradled in the lap of uh, Aristobulus, who's slowly healing the broken form of uh, the half-orc. As you see smoke coming out of the ears of uh, the half-orc, a small electrical crackle running up the metal rod sticking out of his head. (laughs) He slowly comes back to health. You sit up with a jolt, Hanash, coughing out smoke out of your mouth. As you look over and see the broken form of the dragonborn on the floor in a puddle of his own bodily fluid. And you wonder what the fuck Aristobulus has been doing to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Did he get you as well, buddy? (laughs) Um, I guess while this is happening, Tati is just kind of like sat quietly, just... Did you say our hands are still handcuffed together? Yeah, yeah, you're still manacled. Yeah, I'm just kind of like sat quietly thinking to myself... I, I know that I have to get Barbara back from Port Zoon, whatever we do, so at the minute, like, it doesn't feel like there's really anything to be done. Uh, Tappy's just kind of, like, not really been to, not really been to prison before, like a proper prison, other than, like, a drunk tank. So he's now thinking of, like, how to break out once once they get there. Yeah. What are you? What are you? Uh, what are you doing, Belsia? As you lie on the floor, looking at the light flickering through the bars onto the roof of the. Can I just have a little sleep? Yeah. I think that's what that's what I need. As you feel not only the fluids drain out of you, you also see the colours and the warmth as they vanish into an abyss. As you're sucked into the warm, sticky morass of unconsciousness, 
as you, like a moth to the light, go into <laughs> it. You're fully consumed by it. As you dream of happier times, you recount tales of sitting at your father's feet reading books as he practiced incantations and wrote lecture notes. Every so often you hear a thudding noise <laughs> and you're pretty sure in your dream someone's playing the flute really badly. <laughs> right, what are you doing, Maud? I don't know where I am. Where am I? What am I doing? I know I'm beeless. You're in a carriage on your way to prison. You've been... Oh, I'm with everyone. I thought I was stuck somewhere else. No, you're with everyone. Everyone's together. You're one big happy party. Some of them are looking a little bit worse for wear as you keep on feeling onto your back to feel the comfort of the beehive. You come back... They're not with me. They're not with you. Okay. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to talk to the horses, um, please. Yeah! Oh. Yes! God, I hate your character. <laughs> yep, yeah, sure. You'd like to reach out as everyone looks over at Maud. She's sort of sitting with a peaceful look on her face as she sits cross-legged on... She sits cross-legged on a bench with a glazed look on her eye. Maud, as you reach out into the abyss, you feel various voices that come to you and you hear the panting of an animal as you reach out and you reach into the mind of one of the horses. Um, I would like to... I'd like to appeal to the horse's better nature. And I realise that the horse is a rescue horse and that it's been really badly treated. So they've taken this horse from a worse abusive situation and they're just treating it really badly. I'd like to reach out to the horse's better nature and say that if the horse can shake the riders and everybody else and let us escape that we would take the horse with us. As you reach into the mind of the horse, at first you just feel a weary voice in your own mind's eye as you hear the horse saying, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, what are you? Hello. Is that you, Lacey? No. Who's, who's talking uh, to me? I'm in the carriage. I'm in the carriage and I need your help. One, two, three, one, two, three. <laughs> I think I'm going mad. Hello. <laughs> Equine mental illness, guys. Real thing. Don't, don't, don't fuck with horses. It's okay, Mabel. You're okay. Just keep going, Mabel. Mabel, Mabel I'm in the carriage. You can hear me. Listen to me, Mabel. Maybe I've got carrots. Are you the man who beats me? No. Maybe I've got carrots and I'm in the carriage. (laughs) What good's that to me? Mabel, if we get out of the carriage, I'll give you the carrots, Mabel. You can come home with us, Mabel. We've got a really nice warm stable and you'll never be hungry. Mabel in the stable. Mabel likes stables. Hang on. (laughs) Oh, God, I probably shouldn't entertain this. What's your name? My name's Maud and I'm with my friends. Come on, Mabel. Let's escape. (laughs) I'd rather not. I transport bad people. I transport bad people for a living. Why would I want to help you? Mabel, I've got lots of carrots, and we've been very, very misunderstood, just like you have been in the past. Listen, Maud, I'd be complicit in your crimes if I took carrots off you. Mabel, I don't have any crimes, but what I do have is carrots. (laughs) (laughs) Tell them more about these fucking carrots. Make me an animal handling check or a persuasion check. Which one do you want? Whichever you wish. 20. Yeah. <laughs> 20. And Mabel's like, I do like a carrot. 
not gonna lie. What type of carrot? Um, I've got lots of different carrots. I've got Ellen carrots, which are amazing, um, and they're purple, and that's how they're supposed to be. Or I've got, none of that Ponzi stuff. Have you got, I've have got you... Tesco's extra value carrots, Mabel. What's Tesco's? <laughs> extra value carrots. You get more. All right, I don't want extra value. I want... Do you have any Chantilly? Yes. <laughs> right. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to pretend to throw a shoe. We're going to pull over. And then if I don't see some fucking carrots, well, let me tell you, Mabel isn't a horse that fucks about. <laughs> Mabel's voice again, rougher and rougher. Yeah. <laughs> Mabel, fuck you, you can tell we, You can tell we're passing into Nicodratus because everyone's starting to sound a bit more West Country. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's make a check for Mabel. So, as you, as we go along, uh, the four horses at the front are happily pulling the cart. You make it out of the city. You've made it now down. You're heading down the path, the winding road that leads down from Uthodern through the mountains. You've left Uthodern and you are um, currently heading down the edge of the Flotket Alps onto the Rhine Plains as you've reached out with your mind and you have adjoined to Mabel the horse who, if we're being brutally honest, is not 100% convinced by what you're putting out there. She fucking is, I rolled a 20. (laughs) Well, I'm God. (laughs) As Mabel starts to think about it, she's like, okay, hang on, let me think about this. Chantilly carrots, apparently some sort of dirty purple carrot. Okay. And suddenly... A chantilly carrot is a normal orange carrot. An heirloom carrot is a purple carrot. Yeah, you just hear a voice saying, fuck off telling me what type of carrot. I know carrots, I'm a fucking horse. You're a voice in my head. All right, on three, I'm going to throw a hoop, I'm going to throw a, a shoe, all right? You ready? Yeah. Count me down. Three, two, one. Rolled a ten. As you hear a... <laughs> from the front of the carriage, as you're all rocked from side to side... Uh, you hear a as you're all thrown off your feet or some of you hitting the ceiling and then landing onto the floor you hear a as everything pulls to a stop as you slowly pick yourself up off the floor slightly dazed slightly dizzy Belsia you're ripped back into reality as you've you've managed to hit some of the arrows that are still sticking out of you that nobody's pulled out of you yet have hit some of the furniture you're woken up with a pain with a pain of an explosion of pain running through your body as you hear the drivers talking from outside you hear a voice saying oh great that's exactly what we need fuck me we're down to three horses that's great as you look out at the bars tatty you with the help of Hanash, who lifts you up so that you can both look through the bars at the back, you see behind you the shape of a horse in the road behind you, with a carriage mark clean through the middle of it, where one of the horses has clearly bucked, fallen underneath the carriage and been run over. As you see the... Oh, the horses have been run over! Yeah. Oh, Mabel! <laughs> You were a good horse, Mabel. Blew so close to the sun. You saw the lifeless body with the horse in the road behind you. Oh, this is going to hold more for a while. Oh, that's rough. I'm going to get the bees and I'm going to murder every one of those people. (laughs) I'm going to fucking come back from them. As 
you see two of the glass blades. Well done. Who can bring things back to life? Which one of you? Aristobulus has healing magic, but I don't, do. I don't think it's going to do well once it's already dead. I don't think he... I don't Maybe think she's he not dead. I don't think he has revivify. Maybe she's not dead. You see the two glass blades currently, like, bent over the top of the horse, looking down at the horse, stooped over it, looking very seriously. What are you all doing? The horse is about 10, 15 feet behind the carriage currently. I'm going to shout, one of our... One of us can one of us can use healing magic to see if we can bring the horse back. As you see one of the guards look round at you, just holding his beard out of the way, he's like, Aye, we might need a bit of a hand. Not gonna lie, Mabel's had better days. Oh poor Mabel. We will let one of you out, and one of you only. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna just nudge Aristobulus. I guess he's probably woken up or something. Probably been thrown around inside the cart a little bit. Much like Hicks out of Aliens in the dropship, uh, Aristobulus has slept through the entire thing. <laughs> He's just snoring away in the corner. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wander over and, and tap him on the shoulder. He wakes up and as you see, he's got a warm bead of dribble coming out the corner of his mouth as he's like, Oh, thanks, that was an amazing dream about two nuns. Did you have to wake me up? I said, yeah, I've got something even better for you. What you got? Uh, uh, I, I say... Uh, Head out that door and go go heal the horse. Heal the horse? What's in it for me? I don't know, but fuck it. A horse a horse has been hurt and uh, and we need these we need these guys on our side. What the fuck does this look like? Pete practice? I'm not fucking like Dude, all you've been doing is fucking sleeping since you battered the shit out of Hunarch. Uh say take a win, you get to go out and stretch your legs for two minutes. Does anyone understand your chronic? Um, I do. I turn to, to, to Tati and I'm like, I say in draconic, shouldn't he just kill the dust blades? And then we can all run for it? Wow. Your bounty <laughs> has taken a turn. I'm, I'm full of arrows. I'm not... Um... <laughs> Is it still, still full of arrows? <laughs> I'm, I'm smarting. You hear a clunk click at the back of the door as the giant padlock is lifted off. The bar pulled as you hear the grating of metal. The back doors open. The rush of cold air from the bracing Arctic tundra surrounding you comes in as Aristobulus very, very gingerly walks down the central aisle, steps off onto a crisp uh, layer of snow, walks over to the horse and is like, oh, fuck me, this horse is not in a good way. Been run over by the car. It's also missing one of its um, metal things on its foot. Can we can we use the thing in Hanash's head to make a uh, horseshoe? <laughs> I look over it, look over at Hanash, and then I'm like, I I, I think that's I, I think you're kind of gilding the lily here. Maybe maybe just see if you can look around for the horseshoe. I guess that the I guess that the glass blades that were stood by the horse uh, still stood over there with it. Yeah, absolutely. They're following Aristobulus around with a short leash. As Aristobulus makes a perception check and gets a 14, he looks around the highways and byways under hedges, he scrabbles back down the path a bit and he pulls up a horseshoe out of the snow. He's like, found it, I'm a regular sleuth. As he hobbles back down, looks at the horse, looks at the um, foot of the horse, which is all kinds of mangled, and is like, seriously, what am I supposed to do with this? I ain't even got any uh, tools on me. 
Jesus Christ, maybe I could use a spiritual weapon. I reckon I can use a giant blue phallus to bang in a... Sh- Don't say the word bang after a giant spiritual phallus. <laughs> as you see arcane energy crackle off his fingertips as the heavens above start opening, he's strongly considering bluing, bringing out a giant blue phallus to hammer a horse's shoe back on. As one of the dwarves comes running round, the coachman from the front uh, is like, hold on, hold on, stop fucking about, as he literally takes a warhammer off his back, gets some nails and just starts hammering the shoe back onto the... He is literally flogging a dead horse. As uh, Aristobulus just leans over the top of the horse, it's like, all right, yeah, I suppose I could spaff a spell slot. I've got spare the dying... As he literally leans over the horse, he straddles the horse, which is laying prone on the floor with its legs pointing north, south, east and west, as he just lays now on top of the horse in a soothing motion and just whispers into its ear and is like, Hey, horse, I don't know you and you don't know me, but I'm about to save you. So, here, horsey, come on, that's it. As he just whispers into the horse's ear, everyone steps back a little bit, creeped out by it, and almost a little bit like a balloon that's been reinflated. You just see the horse kind of reanimate. You see all the kind of crooked legs go back out straight as you just hear a... (laughs) As the horse, like, comes back onto its legs. A bit like a piñata being smashed in reverse. I'm, I'm picturing like if someone put like took like a stick and pushed on the legs that were all splayed out, and it just goes. <laughs> yep. <basically. laughs> I'm gonna imagine like uh, like the thing style animation, just like <laughs> this horse is like kill me. <laughs> As Aristobulus just leans in, it's like that's a good girl, Mabel. Well done, well done. As he just rubs it. More, do you hear a voice? You hear a voice is like, ah, that hurts. <laughs> Get the pervert away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to assure Mabel that she's done a fantastic job, and all she needs to do is kick the guards now, and we're done. <laughs> Mabel's like, I don't know if you're in my head. I don't know where you are, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Seriously, I'm retiring after this shit. I was a week away from retirement. <laughs> Come on, Mabel. If you rescue nope. us, we'll rescue you. No. Nope. You can retire. It'll be brilliant. You won't need to work for these assholes anymore. Fuck me. I've seen the afterlife and it is not Come good. Come on, Mabel. It is not good. Pull yourself together, Mabel. Come on, we can I do went that. to the stable in the sky. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm not ready for that shit. <laughs> right. As you see Mabel just limping forward as... Um, Aristobulus is like, whoa, 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 you're not done yet. As he runs round and uh, slaps a hand on the horse's rump and casts Cure Wounds and gives the horse back 20 points. As you hear Mabel going, oh, God, that's good. Oh, yeah, like that. <laughs> all the bit- oh, God, oh, God, my hooves, oh, God, yeah. Oh, my tail's never felt that good. Do we all see Maud, like, awkwardly, like, sit back down and, like, look directly away from the back of the carriage, like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I hate this spell. I hate this spell. <laughs> you see Aristobulus led back in. As he's led back in, one of the guards turns to him and is like, one good turn deserves another. 
as he forces uh, a ham sandwich into Aristobulus's hand from his <laughs> I, thought you were I was like, oh, we got those kind of guards. <laughs> back into the back of the carriage, the doors locked, the bar rolled across, and the uh, padlock reattached. You see Aristobulus walking now with a purpose. He's almost got a glow to him, a glisten, like he's touched the very deities that he worships and they've imbued upon him the power of healing animals. He's pretty much like a filthy St. Francis of Assisi as he (laughs) makes his way down the aisle and just sits holding the trophy of his ham sandwich. At the front you hear the re-saddling of horses and the carriage rolls on. You all look over at Maud, who's gone very quiet, sitting in the corner. So Mabel's been resaddled. Yes. And please don't say you're going to do this to all four horses. (laughs) (laughs) I've got time. (laughs) Where are we going? What are we doing? I've got time. (laughs) For the sake of moving the fucking storyline along. No, sorry. I'm not not done yet. So uh, I'd like to continue my conversation with Mabel. (laughs) Absolutely, we're nearly halfway through. I, I ran. I I rolled a twenty. I can be more persuasive than that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as you reach out to Lazarus, I mean Mabel, what are you saying to her? Um, I'm just going to try and persuade her that actually now that she feels better, she can kick the guards. She can make a run for it, tear away from the three horses, kick the guards, and free us. Mabel's like, listen, lady, I don't know who you think you are. Mabel, don't you feel better than carrots? I feel better than anything. I've got a new joie de vie. I feel great. <laughs> My fucking tail hasn't felt this fruity in a very long time. Mabel, there's more. There's more where that came from. And you there's more what? Broken three... limbs? <laughs> Why kind of fucking mentalist are you? <laughs> if you help us, we'll help you. How did you help me? It's you your last chance. Maybe you feel better now than you ever have done. It's your last chance. Yes or no? I went to the gym corner in the sky. And you ripped me back out, and that saucy pervert man in the stars, you fucking ripped me out of the afterlife, patted me on the ass. I'm not going to lie, I feel better than I've ever felt, but I feel a bit violated. Okay, that's fine, Mabel, don't worry. We'll just leave you behind when we escape. Right, okay. Why don't you pick on Lacey, or Trooper, or Quango? There's plenty of other horses to pick on. Quango. Fucking leave me alone. Quango, the horse. Yeah. I feel sad. Tried my best for you, Mabel. You betrayed me. Listen, Maud. No, you betrayed me, Mabel. I tasted the afterlife. I'm sorry, Mabel. We're done here. I've been to the great blacksmith in the sky. We're done here. Take a fucking day. What is it? Is it a blacksmith? Is it a stable? Is it a... I'm so confused by, by equine theology. <laughs> the giant trippy Equine theology is more complex than it looks like. Thankfully, I wrote a small essay on equine theology in the build-up to this episode, because clearly <laughs> I knew. Once we've, uh, once we've kind of got moving again, I guess Tati is just going to like go back to what he was doing before and just kind of like lie down with his hat over his head, like pretending that he's like sleeping, but he's actually like thinking about the best way to like once it once they get to prison, what's the best way that. They're going to get their stuff back, and then how are they going to break out? And then how is he going to get Barbara and potentially the bees out of Port Zoom? And he's he's realizing that he, he needs to strategize a little bit. As we move along through this episode, because God knows this journey 
needs to get a fucking move on. We go through a montage of various things. We see Maud sitting in the corner looking sheepish as she reaches out to everyone and anything and every animal on the side of the road that you pass with various attempts to talk to Mabel, Lacey, Trooper and Quango, the four horses. There's already a certain amount of distrust. As we look over, we see Tatty with his hat, now missing the feather as it was destroyed by Belsiar's magic as it was converted into flight. Uh, he pulls it over his head. As Hanash stares out of the bars of the windows, he notices as the various seasons go by, moving out of the cold winter land of the north through the um, plains with the Marrow Valley, where you see various greenery start to kick in. You see the hills and the rivers in the distance and the forests. Every so often, stopping, you're let out for toilet breaks and to uh, roast various meats. The um, the uh, rations are fairly crap. You rarely get any sense that of how long you've been travelling, as it could be days, it could be weeks, it could be months. But slowly, the landscape goes from the plains back to the mountains, but this time the mountains no longer have snow on them as the climate becomes warmer and tropical. The trees change from conifers to deciduous trees and you see the wildlife changes quite considerably from the beasts of the field, the arctic foxes and the hares of the north more as you come through arable land as you pass fields upon fields of wheat and corn and cows and sheep. Making your way down you see for the first time the Ashkeeper Peaks which are the grey spine of the south of the country as you make your way out of the plains and into the verdant greens as you come down uh, through the Wyan Gates, the great big valleys that join the Kairos Mountains and the Ashkeeper Peaks as you make your way down into the lush and verdant land in the uh, vicinity of Nicodranus. Those of you who have been down in this end of the world recognise it as a familiar area. Certainly now there's no need for your furs. So the, the temperature and the climbs are a lot warmer. At some point, probably like pretty early in the journey, I'm gonna ex- I'm gonna kind of like abruptly like take the take my hat off my head and like just very quickly be like, okay, here's where I'm at. <laughs> Gather in. As if as if we've got like a whiteboard in front of us and and a few a few markers, uh, and I, I'm gonna like uh, tell everyone where my head's at, I guess. I say, um, so I found out that Barbara has been kept a pound in Port Zoon, and that's potentially where your bees are, Maud. I tried to take, um, I mean, you, most of you are there. I tried to take responsibility for everything that happened so that I could get sent to prison down here and break out, and then I could get the, I could get the animals out. And that didn't really work out. But my, you know, my thinking now is, and I kind of like hush hush a little bit while I'm while I'm talking about breaking out of prison. Stage whispering, that's what I'm talking about. I'm whispering to them, but I can't whisper now because you just wouldn't hear it. So I say, um, so my plan is essentially to just get taken to prison and then figure out how to get all of our stuff uh, break out, and then we um, we go to the pound in in 
port zone um because whatever we whatever we do from here whether we go looking for the the tesla cloak which is uh further down in, in this end of the world um i can't do it without without finding barbara that's good i'll tell my response to this is to passively aggressively look at the arrows sticking out of me and <laughs> wonder why no one's helping. <laughs> As you look down at the dry brown stains on the floor of the coach, <laughs> help me! I was just like, help me! <laughs> I, I go with my like put my hands near the, the arrows and say, pull them out. I go, boing, boing. <laughs> <laughs> And try to play them like you would play like a load of like a um, glasses filled with bearings like wars. Each one has a different a different twang fre- frequency. <laughs> Depending on the depth in your body. It's just spurt of blood Um as you make your way closer in to Nicodranus, you start seeing more people on the road as you look through the bars of your carriage. You start noticing various tradesmen, tinkers and people like that. Carts filled full of vegetables, people herding sheep along the side of the road. You see a colourful tinker's caravan with all sorts of multicoloured fabrics and potions and trinkets as he ride, the tinker rides high on it with an old mule pulling the carriage along as it passes he looks at you and nods through the bars as he travels off into the distance as you make your way further closer to Nicodranus you see various people on the side of the road in um, indentured servitude who are working on the roadside digging an irrigation ditch out a bit further on you see various people hanging by gallows on the side of the road as various criminals who've met a justice of finality swing in the breeze various of them in different forms of decomposition uh, one of them looking like he was hung only a few days ago various carrion are perched on the tops of the gallows of the slightly more decomposed as you finally make your way to the coastal city of Nicodranus not actually going into Nicodranus but round the outside you see the walls and the entrance to Nicodranus as you go clean round the outside of it and make your way to the spit of coast just beneath it where you see the outcrop as the carriage winds further down the coast almost to the point where there's no more land you see the forbidding shape of the penitentiary on the hill as it stands out like a sore thumb against the um, azure waters of the coastline. So, wait. Say that last bit again. <laughs> we, just, the, just the last bit, sorry. <laughs> from, from the winterist land. From... <laughs> yeah, just wait like the last half an hour and say it again. No. Um, uh, you're, you're making your way to the penitentiary. You can see it on the coastline. As you come round the coastline, you realise you're travelling parallel to the coastline. And in the distance, on the edge, almost on the furthest point of land south, you can see in this half of the continent, you see the unforgiving form of the stone towers of Nutbush Penitentiary, which uh, has all the hallmarks of being a penitentiary, a towering brick building with a thick slab wall around the outside with towers on every single corner. Have we been to them? 
Bell. Yeah, Nutbush was where we um, where we started. It was from where the, the origins. Mm. So in another oh, universe, yes. In another universe, uh, several other people also had quite a little adventure in Nutbush. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Um, Imagine if you met a rapping fairy. Yeah. We've got enemies here. I wonder, I wonder if that child of the, of the guy that we killed has grown it's up. Definitely his fucking fault. Apparently didn't ex- didn't didn't appreciate me reciting the uh, the famous speech from Shane uh, <laughs> as an expert. Yeah, I was dad and died. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I was just trying to get an idea of the uh, like the landmass of the the prison itself. So it's kind of by the coastline. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, it looks like one whole wall one whole side of it is clean on the cliff face like it looks like with erosion of the cliff face the penitentiary could just fall into the sea one day are there sharks make me a perception check <laughs> are you gonna get the sharks to help us <laughs> <laughs> what a whole army of sharks like, <laughs> got out of the water onto the beach like look out i get you <laughs> what kind of vegetables have we got that? <laughs> 20 <laughs> Jesus Christ, Maud of, Maud of Nightmares rolled a 20. She's not even, she's telling the truth. <laughs> yes, as you wind your way along the coastal path, you look out into the beautiful. You've come a long way from the north. Up in the north, things are very cold, not very attractive and mostly hostile. And down here in the south, the waters are crisp and clean and warm and azure. And as you look over the cliff's edge out into the water, first you see how difficult it is to see the difference between the horizon, the sky and the seas as they're both beautifully blue. You see various flotillas of fishermen out on the waves with their nets bringing in catches to feed the local community. And as you look occasionally, you can see something bursting from the uh, water, something sitting proud through the water as it cuts a wave through it. That didn't answer any of my questions. (laughs) You can see something in the water. Yeah, but I rolled a 20. I should be able to see what it is. You're moving on a carriage hundreds of metres away from it. Does it look like a shark or does it move like a whale? (laughs) Jesus. Or a whale shark. It moves like a water-based mammal. Jesus Christ. Um, You see a fin proud of the water. No, no, that's, that's sharky because a whale would not have a fin that was proud of the water. There we go. As you look over, you see Maud looking at her Ladybird book of aquatic life. <laughs> Please tell me it's a dragon turtle. <laughs> oh, yes, Mordok, the dragon turtle. As, yeah, you, yeah, as yeah. you look over at the shark, a giant dragon turtle bursts out of the water, swallowing it whole. As Aristobulus <laughs> looks over you, he's like, there's always a bigger fish. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, we've not got a shark anymore. Is it? As a shark, I was being facetious. I was trolling you. Okay. I At this point, I feel that, you know, I've not done too well in consulting with the animals. They're taking the piss out of me. So I'd like to consult with the group and ask them what they would like to do. I'd like to get roses. Hamash has had a rough time. <laughs> I, want, I want a bed. I want a shower. Okay. So we're just going to go to the penitentiary then. Yeah. We're supposed to what? Stopping at the service stations. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, trying to get the sharks to eat them all. (laughs) 
I mean, I don't want to say it's impossible, but you'd have to roll very high. Yeah. I don't mean to be yeah. rude, but I was a land shark. I've got skills. It's true. To be fair, your wild shape is, is, is criminally underused. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, your wild shape, I mean, at this point, anything could have happened. As you look out, you see the fin dive beneath the water, leaving a wake of white foam on the side of the coast. As you make your way up the winding slope to the penitentiary, the day's really pleasant. In your mind, this was going to be a thunderstorm and dark and horrible, but actually, when you get there, it's quite nice. This isn't as Shawshank redemption as I thought it would be. It sounds like an advert for a Yeah. The weather weather is nice. It's not just clement, it's nice. And as you make your way up, you see the giant archway that leads through the outer wall of the penitentiary creaks open inwards, and you see the various guards of Nutbush Penitentiary, they wear shorts and short-sleeved shirts. Mm. This is a cushy deal, this place. It's like a Florida prison. As you make your way into the courtyard, you see now before you the various buildings, and you look up, you realize how thick these walls are. I mean, these walls are like several meters thick. It would take a siege to get through these walls. And as you look up on the other side, you see there's a walkway round it with various guards in shorts, looking like they've got good tans, uh, making their way round. As your carriage pulls up, to the front doors with the main entranceway to the penitentiary inside the walls. You see various people milling around. You see a man with a wheelbarrow full of vegetables pushing it from one side of this quadrangle to the other. You see various people formed up in formation who look like a guard who are watching you. There's All eyes are on you. As you hear the everything stop, the momentum finally stopping, you're all thrown forwards as you hear people dismount. The low rumble of voices around you as the scraping of the padlock opening and the bar being pulled away, the back doors open. And there's a certain warmth that enters the carriage. There's a nice smell, not just the saltiness of the sea, but also some beautiful kind of like verdant fauna. Do they have a bakery in this? um... Flora, even not fauna. You can't smell animals. What? (laughs) You can smell animals. You can not smell it. I can smell a shark. <laughs> Do they have a bakery so we can smell? You can certainly smell the canteen of the prison. Make me a perception check. Another one. I'm very perceptive. We should know this by now. Twenty-one. Not even lying. Unbelievable. <laughs> Just- Disgusting. As you sniff the air, you take in a lungful of air, your little tongue flicking out of your mouth like a snake, picking up the scents of food on the air. Fresh eggs, caster sugar, plain flour, the zest Wait. She got there before I did. That was brilliant. Fresh <laughs> baked cakes. And if you're not right. wrong, madeleines. Freshly baked madeleine cake. Oh, fuck As you jump off the back, each of you, the clink and clank of your chains and manacles, you look around, closing your eyes against the blinding brightness of the sun, not a cloud in the sky, as you make your way round to the front 
of the prison entrance. You look over and you see a horse giving you the stink eye mod. <gasps> Mabel, you dickhead. And that's where we're going to pause for drinks. I just wondered, like, speaking of prison, I wonder if when you go to prison in real life, <laughs> they... It's a Hawaii five ocean. <laughs> you think what happened? I wonder if they have to tell you, like, if, if you have, like, an induction where they say, don't escape, or, like, don't run away. They probably tell you it's pointless to run away and that they'll shoot you if you escape. Sounds too good to run away. I'm going to sell down there. I mean... Maybe make a family. I mean, when you're on a plane... They give. They do like the safety. They do like the mandatory safety, um, safety session. But I don't think at any point do they say, "Don't open those big doors." Yeah. Because then you'll get sucked out, and we'll probably all die. But I, I, I don't know. Like, could you make the case if you went to prison and they and you just walked out? Could you say like, no, no, one, no one told me not to no not one, I technically didn't sign anything or agree to anything. I wonder whether you have to out. sign something when you go to prison saying that you won't escape. Nobody told me not to murder someone, but I'll murder someone. That will happen, I think. Yeah, that's good. Right. Right. I don't want to break up the uh, pussy party. But um <laughs> <laughs> You waited your entire life to say that line, haven't you? Your entire life. Yes, yes, to be fair. It's been sheltered up until this point. Oh, it's going to be a fight. There's going to be oh, a fight. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, there we go. That's okay. what happens. Oh. back <laughs> I think your cat's put its back out licking the other one. Look, leaving. <laughs> right, well, this is definitely going to make it into the podcast. 100%. Not editing that bit out. Right. Are we all ready? Did anyone actually top up their drinks? Yes. No, but I, I did very quickly finish my drink. Fair enough. Chanel, have you got enough wine to continue? Do you need to rectify that situation? Uh, I will eventually. Don't you worry. I didn't realise my beer was sour. You what? Your beer was sour? It's meant to be sour, but I didn't realise. I thought I just had a normal beer, and now I'm a little bit sad. Do you want a different beer? Maybe Chris will lick you until you cheer up. Oh. <laughs> nope. That's, that's not good. Let's, let's, let's workshop that. Jesus Christ, this is an audio-visual adventure. Right. Playing chicken in the best way. (laughs) In the only way. Mm. Can I, as we we get out of the carriage, can I do a, I don't know, probably a perception check or an investigation check. I'll let you decide. I want to. I want to like. Um, I want to like clock all the like the guards that are walking around, and like if they've all got weapons, like how many entrances and exits are there? I know that you said that the walls are like stupidly thick, um, but I want to go into like tactical view. Clever. As everyone else is just sniffing the air as Maud is picking up particulates of baked goods on the end of her forked tongue. Everyone else is doing their thing. Aristobulus is looking around for some Factor 50 to slather on himself. Uh, Tatty goes into tactical mode. Looking around, he's measuring up dimensions, fields of view. It's like Metal Gear Solid, 
he put he looks at the pattern of path of every single sentry on the walls looking at the sweep of their field of vision eyeing them up he notices that each of them carries not only a cudgel but also a short sword and a pair of manacles what's a cudgel cudgel is a length of solid wood maybe like a dildo carved out of oak designed for slapping people back into the next century I was I was gonna say a, I was gonna say a baton, but also a dildo. I mean, yeah. you know, this fucking place it sounds like a great resort. Yeah, designed for skull fucking you back into the next century. Um, they're wearing cudgels, uh, short swords, manacles. Each of them in shorts with a wicked tan line, and aviators. Is this very Club Tropicana? Yes, you're in that right end of the world. I know that you, I know that you didn't ask, but since you already gave me all that information, I wanted to uh, roll just in case I got a natural one. In which case, I would throw it out of my mind. But I got a two. <laughs> Could you? There's a fun word. You know what else is a fun word? Dildo. I'm gonna use I'm gonna dildo you. I'm not gonna kill you though. Right, as you make your way towards the entrance. Of the prison, you're ushered through the glass doors at the front, walking past various sentries and guards. You take in the scandalously short cut of their shorts as you find yourself in the thing desk. Uh-huh. No, not you, Siri. Fuck off. I won't respond to that. <laughs> Every. Anyone else get deja vu? I swear to God, I'm going to start putting Siri on the cast list. Right. I say this all the time and he swears at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I often just shout, Chanel, set an alarm for 10 a.m. Call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and fuck off. <laughs> As you make your way into the entrance way, you see various plaques on the wall which have been polished to a bright sheen, telling you of the various awards that Nutbush Penitentiary has won, including cleanest penitentiary of the year three years in a row making your way to the desk you see a slightly burnt out and wizened man sitting behind the desk with a pair of spectacles barely hanging onto the end of his nose as he runs through his various bits of paperwork uh, on his desk as he looks up and sees you lot shamble in clinking with manacles as you take in the sweep of the room and see that this is where you're checked in can I um, turn to the the, the, the clerk guy mm-hmm. um, can I ask him excuse me there can I can I uh, can I send a raven or the, the pigeon or whatever it is you have here for for the uh, communication right my babs what kind of fucking flop house do you think this is you know send a fucking raven let me send you a postcard well yeah any, any well I, I just need to uh, contact someone that's all I mean there's a commissary where you can buy goods, you could buy a postcard, but we need to check you in first. Okay, okay. That's a, thank you. That's very useful. Anyway. Can, can I, is there anywhere I can buy a nail phone? <laughs> he looks at you, he's like... He asked for a fucking postcard. <laughs> Alright, look, I don't, I don't know whether you're laughing, I don't know whether you're joking, I'm not sure what's going on, and quite frankly, I'm finding it quite hard to stay in a Somerset accent, because I've been doing accents from the other end of the fucking country for a long time, and I've forgotten how to do a Somerset accent, so we're going to go with all the 
All right, do you like my combine harvesta kind of accent? So there he is. He's back into it now. <laughs> Juilliard training. Juilliard training. <clears throat> I'm not sure whether you know, oh dear. Oh, he's gone right west country. Seriously, I don't have an air file. No, no files. Sorry. Anyway, could you check in, please? As the man who took you the glass blade, who's actually lower than the uh, desk, peeks over the top of the desk, and he's like, "Oh, hey, are you all right? Hello down there." As uh, you see the little um, guard, who's like, "All right, my name's Hairpeth, Hairpeth Handel, and I'm reporting for duty. I'm bringing with us these here rates to hand them in." Aristobulus, Belsia, Anash, Maud, and, uh... Oh, shit, where's he gone? As he goes running back out the door, looking everywhere, you see Aristobulus... He finds Aristobulus still asleep in the back of the carriage as he uh, drags him back out and flings him in. Handing them over! I assume he meant to say Tatty. I I assume that I'm in the group that was in. Oh, well, there you go. You can't have everything. Yes. As uh, you find yourself being booked in, each and every one of you signing paperwork agreeing to your stay agreeing to the fact that your goods will be held as you see um, various chests being brought in with your goods which are going to be held in stasis whilst you serve the term here is there anything can I check to see if there's anything in the paperwork saying I can't run away <laughs> as you uh, make me an investigation check as you put your glasses on the end of your nose and go into the fine print. Okay, is that a nine plus investigation three, uh, twelve. Twelve. As you read through the paperwork, you um, go through the various clauses, refusing to sign, the man's like, all right, could you just fucking hurry up and just fucking sign it? <laughs> put your thumb on it! As he holds out an inky pad for you to put your thumbprint on it. As you keep reading the clauses... Under uh, paragraph 12, subsection 3, you find a clause that says for every uh, attempted escape, they will add on um, several years onto your sentence, depending on the there's, there's usually required one. to get you back. There's usually one of those, but it's always worth checking. It also states that um, you will be available for parole in about 20 to 30 years' time. You may serve various jobs within the prison, including chef, cleaner, working in the commissary or librarian, but these opportunities to further yourself during your time here will be afforded to you as you bed in. As each and every one of you signs your life away, is handed a pillow, a pot and a blanket as you're marched down a corridor into deeper into the penitentiary as the natural light starts to ebb each of you is uh, taken into a um, like atrium style building you're told to put your your goods to one side as each of you puts your pillow your pot and your duvet down you're lined up against the wall as um, a very stern looking woman walks out slightly portly and overweight with tights that keep on sagging and a paunch that overhangs a belt. She says, My name is Helga Broomstaff and I am the welfare officer here at Nutbush Penitentiary. Come amongst you has lice. <laughs> I say, Hi Helga, I, I don't have lice. 
Well, and it just makes me—it just makes me sad thinking about Barbara, who probably has legs. Oh, oh. As the tear runs down your face from above, lie is dropped onto you as each of you is covered in powdered lie uh, and doused down to kill the lice on top of you. As various hoses are turned on and you are blasted with cold water. I'm, I'm, I'm a lizard. I don't have any hair. <laughs> Each and every one of you is pasted against the wall. Buffeted. I'm having flashbacks of the Second World War here. <laughs> Doused in lion, hosed down with freezing cold hose pipes. Each and every one of you is left with your teeth chattering. As uh, Helga looks over, she's like, Dragonborn, would you like me to get somebody to remove the arrows from you? <laughs> Would you mind? Yes. There is a medica here at the penitentiary, but I feel that first we should settle you into your cell, and then we will treat your wounds. They look fairly healed to me, but uh, (laughs) it would be best if you did not bring weaponry into the prison. Of course, I I wouldn't want to. I'm I'm immediately becoming institutionalised and very grateful to any assistance I'm getting. Yes, well, that's quite all right. Listen... I run a tight ship around here. We don't tolerate any kind of tomfoolery. Do your time, behave yourselves, and you may just learn to enjoy yourselves. It's not the worst prison you'll have ever stayed in, and you've joined us in the middle of the festival of St. Winifred, the merriest of times of year. The feast of St. Winifred is upon us tomorrow. I'm getting real midsummer vibes right now. Each and every one of you, dripping wet and covered in, in lye, now, definitely without lice. Each of you is told to pick up your pillow, your pot, and your duvet, and you trundle your way off, dripping wet, leaving a line of water behind you as you go deeper into the penitentiary, into prisoner cell block H P. As you make your way through it, you see various levels. There are floor, ground floor, first floor, second floor on each cells going up with gantries and stairs crisscrossing through the middle. Natural light is at a premium down here. Uh, There are various light wells at the top which let shafts of light down, but predominantly it's lit down here. And you hear the low rumble. Morale of, of prisoners, morale down here seems to be improbably good. As you're ushered your way through, you're shown, first of all, the canteen, each of you is ushered into the canteen and shown by welfare officer Helga Broomshaft. She shows you the amenities and shows you that if you behave yourselves, you will get two square meals a day. But for those two square meals a day, you will be expected to pull your weight. There will be tasks assigned to each of you to do in order to help with the welfare and continuation of your rehabilitation and also the running of the day-to-day of the prison. As you look over, you see the trays that various prisoners are eating, and you must say the food doesn't look bad. On your travels, you've definitely eaten worse. As you're ushered out of um, food hall, you move along slightly and you're ushered into the exercise yard, where you see all the normal trappings of a prison exercise yard. The different cliques and gangs. You see the tattooed thugs in the corner on the weights, somewhere between bettering their own physique and plotting the demise of the more innocent and naive prisoners. You look over and see the various 
tables where people are playing an assortment of board games. Hanash, as you look over, make me a perception check. Uh, 17. 17. You look over and you see a man furiously pumping iron as a pair of kind eyes looks up at you over a barbell. You lock eyes with Ugrami, your one-time prison lover. As you now see that he's got the word Hanash tattooed down one arm. That is stabbing her. <laughs> he's, got Hanash, he's got Hanash on one arm and fucks on the other. <laughs> <laughs> As the look of excitement lights up in his eyes, as you're ushered out of the exercise yard, back into prisoner cell block P, making your way through prisoner cell block P, you make your way through O, where things are pretty rowdy, and into N, where you're finally shown your various cells. Each of you is ushered into a cell for two people. Each cell is small, compact, two beds on each side, a light well at the end that lets a shaft of natural light through with thick steel bars. The walls have seen better days, with varying degrees of colour as many years of paint are slowly flaking off. A bed on each side, each of you expected to bring your own pillow pot and duvet. You are... What's a pillow pot? Pot! Did you pillow, comma, pot? Yes, a pillow, a small metal pot. Oh, yeah. Uh, that confused me as well. I, I thought you. I thought it was without the comma. A pillow yeah, pot. A pillow pot. Not yeah, a pillow okay. pot. That would be insane. insane. Each of you is given a pillow, which is not the floofiest pillow you've ever seen. But when you look down at the hard sternness of the bed, you're grateful for that much. Uh, you don't believe you'll probably need your duvet in this weather, as it seems fairly clement. And a small metal pot, which you're not a hundred percent sure what it's for. As you make your way in, you look at the walls. They there are various shades as the years of paint slowly peel away, revealing other colours of paint underneath the first layer of paint, almost like the rings of a tree. You can see the various ages of the prison in its dishevelled state, revealed by the colours on the wall. Each of you is paired off and left in a room together. So, Tatty, you are paired off with Maud, and you are in room 421. Hanash, you are paired off with Aristobulus. No, not with Aristobulus, with Belsia. Sorry. Hanash, you are paired off with Belsia and you are in room 422. And Aristobulus is paired up with a stranger in room 423. As each of you enters your room, you look around, taking in the sparsity and, sorry, the Spartan nature of the room. Put down your belongings and look around. As you hear... Aristobulus from his room just saying, Oh fuck, what the fuck is that? No, 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 no. I'm not sharing a room with that. But of course you can't see that as you're all on one side. You can't see each other, but you can certainly hear each other. As individually, your bars, doors are locked behind you. And Helga von Broomshaft says, Acquaint yourselves with your rooms. Further instructions will be brought to you shortly. For now, make yourselves at home. Can I ask Helga for another pillow? You can certainly make me a persuasion check. Okay? I, I, I flutter my um, dragonborn eyelashes. Uh, ooh, 19 plus persuasion. 21. Dragonborn, what does this look like? Some sort of frat house. But I tell you what I will do. I will take you to the Medica and have those arrows removed from you. Thank you. And maybe they can get me a pillow. Right. Tatty and Maud, what are you doing in your room? 
as Hanach, you see Belsiar stroll off with arrows sticking out of him as the door shuts and leaves you on your own. To, you mean, Hanash, you can choose your own bed. I'm going to take that as well. <laughs> <laughs> that is bucket. Fuck it. <laughs> Hanash just takes two beds and two beds and makes the fort. I um, wait. I'm in the room with. I'm in the cell with Maud, right? Yeah, you certainly are. You're in. You're in cell four two one. I'm okay. trying to get the TV to work. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question: Were we? Um, I guess that we weren't made to like change clothes from what we were in when we came in. No, no, not yet. No, you're still in okay. the civvies. So I've still got. I've still got my dagger, which is. Uh, hidden uh, either in my either in my wrist or it's in my boot essentially correct um, I'm gonna can I make a um, either a perception or investigation check or whatever check you would like me to make um, to see to see if I can find somewhere in the room that would be a good place to hide it that wasn't me rolling dice Oh, what are you doing? Oh my god, Belsie has like fireballed his entire cell. <laughs> I got a two, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm okay, continue with humming. <laughs> Go on, save yourself. If there's, if there's like a, a loose, I don't know, maybe like a loose plank or tile in the wall or something. That sorry, what, like. what did you get? You didn't tell me what to roll. Oh, yes, sorry, so right, make me an investigation check. Uh, 15. 15. Looking around, you've got various options. You've got between the mattress and the cot frame. You've got in the corner behind the cot frame and where it meets the brickwork of the wall. Or there's there's some plaster missing, some pointing missing between several bricks at the back. Where the paintwork has fully worn away down to the brickwork and the pointing, you can see a small gap that you could try and utilise. Is that in the wall or in the ceiling? Uh, the wall. Okay. So if can I try and work the dagger into there and see how visible it is? You know, like once I take a step back. Yeah. Okay. As you walk, it's on the side wall, just um, at the foot of your bed. Uh, as you walk up to it, you look into the gap in the point work. You blow into it, and dust and plaster comes out. As you cough and splutter, you push your dagger into the gap made by the pointing between the two bricks. It's like slinging a sausage up an alley. There wow. is plenty of room in there for your dagger. Um, yeah, I, I I put the dagger in there, but I make sure to, like, just in case... I don't know what kind of fucking prison this is yet, so I make sure to, like, put the handle facing outward, but, like, pushed in enough so that I can I can grab it if I need it. That's just knife safety. You're not going to put it in point facing out. You'd impale yourself. I don't know. If I don't, if I don't say it outright, you might fuck me later. A bit where Tatty bleeds out. Right, Maud, what are you doing whilst you look at Tatty poking the wall? I'm still trying to get the Sky Remote to work. As you... So far, I've, I've managed to get German porn. I see. <laughs> I feel like you may be playing a different game to the rest of <laughs> Nobody said look, they were they were dressed in shorts and they had a, trop- a club Tropicana feel. So I, I went with the fact that it was a terrestrial TV. 
as you sit on the end of your cot bed, you look over at your diminutive friend who is covered in plaster dust and is currently hiding things in the walls. You look longingly out of the bars over the way and into the bars of the cell on the landing over the way as you see various inmates asleep on their beds snoring away. You see a elf reading a book in one of the other cells. As you look around, desperately reaching out, you feel a life form. As a druid, you're attuned to a small voice. What's that small voice saying? Hey, you. God, it's a cockroach, isn't it? That's rude. I'm not a cockroach. I am a spider. Oh, no. No. As you look under Tatty's bed, a little spider comes crawling out. Is it slow moving? Yes. How big is it? (laughs) About the size of your thumb. It's nice to meet you. We don't get so many guests around here. The paddy bit or my whole thumb? Your whole thumb. No, it's got to die. I am not liking the sound of this. Listen, this is my show. <laughs> you don't come into my house and um, to kill me, my friend. I I would like to. So, there, is there a bathroom in this in this cell? Are you asking me or are you asking the narrative? I'm not really sure. I'm asking the narrative. Is there a bathroom in this cell? No, there's not a fucking ensuite bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's a premiere in? It's close enough, isn't it? Um, Semen on the curtains. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to kick the spider towards Tatty. Um, okay, okay, okay. So Tatty's good with creatures. <laughs> I'm great. Sorry, Tatty. If you, I need you to make me a uh, acrobatics check. I've kicked it. I've not fucking backflipped <laughs> it into the wall. Everybody roll this. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, athletics or acrobatics? Your choice. Uh, oh god, athletics is minus two. <laughs> acrobatics is zero. Let's go with acrobatics. Oh fuck me! 18. Eighteen. As you leap across, you not with a lot of force though. I just flick it. Your tail comes <laughs> flicking out, flicks the spider that curtails over the room, rolling end over end in a tight little ball. As slowly the little legs come back out of the spider, as he looks at you with all eight of his shit eyes, he's like, that was not cool, my friend. Seriously. As she does that, can I try and, like, lift up part of the, uh, like, uh, part of the blanket to, like, catch it on soft, on soft ground? Tell me, tell me, tell me if you, tell me if you don't want me to. You you trying to catch the spider in the blanket? (laughs) I yeah, I mean, it feels like it would be easier to do that with a softer landing than it would be to try and catch it in my hands. That's very clever. Maybe a perception check to work out whether you even noticed that this was going on whilst you were flinging your sausage up an alley. Well, I got a natural one. Yeah, so the answer is no. You're so busy, chuffed with yourself that your dagger is now housed safely in the wall, that you fail to notice the spider who furiously skulks back underneath your bed and is like, that is fine, my friend. If that is how you want to treat your new cellmates, well, I will lay eggs in your fucking nostrils while you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Can't wait for that. Um, I guess I, um, I just, I walk over and like sit. I guess if if Maud sat like, wait, are the beds like bunk beds? No, no, no. They're on the they're on the side. Yeah, yeah. Cot beds. Cool. So I guess I, I just kind of like mirror. Like, wherever Maud sat on her bed, I just sit across from her. 
and I I like look around the room a little bit and I'm almost like well almost like making a to-do list for myself but I, I eventually I just look over across at her and I, I just say we're gonna get out and we're gonna find them I I would I would like to reassess my relationship with this spider I'd, I'd like to apologize to it from afar as you attempt to apologize it you just hear a little voice from underneath the bed say the joke is on you my friend I am pregnant. Your little <laughs> children are going to explode out of me. Do you know what? Sorry. Can I, can I do hellish rebuke? <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Absolutely fuck it. If I have to kill everything in his cell, I'll kill it. Can I make another protection check to see if I notice that she's like talking to something in this room? Can you do hellish rebuke if someone hasn't attacked you? I don't care. It threatens me with his weird little babies. That's enough. I know you can do it as a reaction. I don't know if you can only do I it. I don't as think a you can just do it for the shits and giggles of it. It's not shits and giggles. That is my real life reaction. <laughs> Wait, let me let me do some looking up. While we while we while we're working out whether Chanel can murder an NPC spider, let's quickly pan through the brickwork wall to Hanash, who's sitting patiently cross-legged on his bed. What are you doing? Well, I mean, I'm gonna. Take this time of uh, self ill for myself to pleasure myself, I guess, is what I'm <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's he. Right, good. He's in prison. Like, th- this is the only time he's going to get alone for a long time. He's going to be a mess. Uh, great. Well, I never thought I'd be doing this as a DM. As you attempt to penally pleasure yourself, I, I, I rub the metal thing in my head as I do it. Jesus Christ. Can you... It's your choice, really. I mean, you can either make a sleight of hand... (laughs) (laughs) It's either sleight of hand... Depending on how you're doing mentally, it's either sleight of hand, persuasion, performance... (laughs) Investigation... (laughs) Investigation... Is he trying something new? <laughs> it could be. It could technically be athletics. I was going to say, I think athletics would be a pretty good one. At its very worst, yeah. it's animal handling. <laughs> Acrobatics plus investigation. <laughs> you're, having a, you're having a weird time. What are you going to do? It's up to you. Um, I think so. I'm in a cell. I'm in a strange environment. There's maybe people watching across the wall. <laughs> I'm going to do a performance check to get through this. Okay. It's not the highest score in one place. Roll, roll me a performance check. I got an 11. You got an 11. You get into full stride. Uh, you're hitting the right beats. But as you're, uh, as you're going at it, you look over the way and you just see a pair of kind eyes. If you see a Grammy <laughs> waving at you from the other side. <laughs> no! No! You just see a little... You see a little... <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> We're going to leave Anarch, who's caught in the most dangerous of wanks. <laughs> Tati, as you look over, you just see various bits of dust coming off the brickwork (laughs) as the wall is shaking from the cell next door. (laughs) So grim. So fucking grim.
I just, I just, I just say quietly to myself: If the cells are rocking, don't come and knock it. I didn't mean for it to be so visceral. Yes. So it looks like you do have to be damaged, Maud, as you just let out various screams under the bed. None of them are particularly hellish or a rebuke, but can I um, can I make a perception check to see if I could figure out what was happening? Yeah, absolutely. When she was talking to talking to the spider. Oh, am I the only one that can hear the spider? Yes. I do. I do have speak with animals, but I can only use it like once a day, something like that. Um, I got a seventeen. To, to speak with animals? No, 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 perception check. Oh, perception check. You look over and you just see uh, Maud screaming at your bed as you hear a thwapping noise coming from the cell next door. Can I... Um, I'm going to... If she's screaming at the bed, I'm going to I'm gonna jump, jump down onto the floor and look at what's under the bed. As you look down, so you hang from above, so you're looking upside down. You peer into the darkness. Make me a perception check. 21. 21. At first you can't really see anything. And then you see the tiny frail form of a little multi-legged little spider who's hiding in the corner, sticking out of a small hole in the brickwork. You see the front two legs sticking out and the glint of several eyes. Is that the same called the knife? <laughs> yeah, he's just weaponized the spider. As you, as you see the spider dragging a dagger out of the wall, heading back towards Mort. <laughs> you motherfucker! That is definitely a different hole. Name of your mistake. As I see the spider... Did you say it was frail looking? I mean, it didn't... No. It looked... It's not like a hedge spider. It could be lulling you into a false sense of security. It's fucking evil little rat. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to use speak with animals, and I'm just... If I can see the eyes... And know that even if even not knowing that it's a spider, I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna say, hey, hey, little buddy. Listen to eyes. Don't condescend me. I really don't like you. Oh, what's wrong, buddy? What's wrong? I've been here five minutes. Literally, that crazy lady. She threatened to kill me, and I'm pretty sure there's a man having a wank in the cell next door. <laughs> it's not a threat. I'll do it. We can only apologize. You've only been here five minutes. We've only been here five minutes. What do you mean I've only been here five minutes? My great-grandfather lived here. My father lived here. You just said that you've only been here here five minutes. You see this sack on my back? My hundreds of children, they will live here after they explode. Okay, enough. You just said that you'd only been here five minutes. Listen, this is in... Just stand for the fucking thing. This is in (laughs) happened, my friend. I say, this DM DM is talking horribly. I'm just going to say, I apologise... We've only been here a couple of minutes. We're still getting used to the situation. And I apologize wholeheartedly. Um, if, if you know, if you want to talk, if you want to, if you want to chat the shit just throughout the day, I'm here. Okay. What are you in for? Uh, what am I not in for? <laughs> Bet you never hear that one. Yes. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> tough crowd. Um, I say, uh, it's most, it's like 90% of it is a misunderstanding, to be fair. The other 10 is murdering his family. We stole, we stole some stuff. We probably killed some people. I'm not a big fan of people that are taller than me, if I'm honest. Well, neither Uh, am I, quite frankly, but you know, (laughs) it is not easy. Hey man, everyone's taller than me. Like, this is how I end up in this situation. You should try being a spider. It is not easy. Do you know what I'm in for? Identity theft. I stole someone's identity on the web. Hey. Wait, you're actually in prison, yeah. 
Yes, I am uh, in prison here. You think I am here for the good of it? No, you bellend. I am a spider. Of course, I'm not imprisoned in here. I want to. I want to walk free. <laughs> you don't think I could walk out of the bars over there? You absolute buffoon. <laughs> how, how long have you been in here? You don't mind my asking. Several generations. <sighs> this is a French spider. Wait, so you are in prison generationally? Yes. Like your father was in prison, so therefore you are in prison. Yes, that is right. Wow, that doesn't seem right to me. We got to get you out of this prison, man. I don't know. I think maybe I leave here. I, I mean, look, you see this sack on my back? It is full of little children. One day they will explode and eat my body. And that is the cycle of life, my friend. Not coming back for the next week. <laughs> Maud's going to be on autopilot getting eggs. For the, rest, for the rest of Maud's life. <laughs> eggs, eggs laid in her ears. It's shangling you, I say... Look, what's your name? What's your name, pal? What is my name? I'm a fucking spider. I don't have a name, you idiot. Do you think we need names? Stop projecting your... How, you identi- How did you get identity theft? Listen to me. <laughs> she don't talk to me. She shut her mouth up. Seriously. Shut up the mouth. You shut up the mouth. <laughs> as, he, as he looks over you, he's like, listen, don't project your human constructs onto my species. Ah. At that point, can I just smack him into the floor with my tail? Just from behind. Right into the floor. Game over. He's underneath the bed and like all the way in As the corner. As he sees Maud, he's like, listen, I don't want to make a big thing out of this. You've stuck your dagger in my house. I can't get in there anymore. I'm now homeless. But look. Is he Spanish? Make us a kill or friend. <laughs> I say, hey, say no more. I, I, I didn't realize someone was living in there. I'm gonna reach. I'm gonna reach down and I'm gonna take the dagger out. You just hear the little spider go, guards, guards! He's got a knife. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, don't worry. I'm kidding. No fucker understands me here. <laughs> he's, he's working on his stand. He's, he's working on his tight ten. All right. Thank you very much. As you see, you see him, her dragging her sack of eggs back into her house. You see her trying to, like, slam the sack of eggs back into the hole. It's too big for the hole. She can't back her ass up. The ends, the ends. Into the hole as it squidges at various points. And then the mannequins come in. It looks like the sack of eggs (laughs) is going to burst as it just fits back into the hole where your dagger was. She reverses in backwards. She's like, nice to talk to you. Not so nice to talk to you. I will see you later. I say, um, I say, um, hey, uh, give me a shout. If, uh, if give me a shout if you need me. Um, Don't talk to me. I'm not interested. Whatever. Just like I'm in prison. Talk to me if you wanna. That's great. It's just what I've always wanted. A pen pal. Marvelous. Right. You sleep well. And remind that lady I'm going to lay my eggs in her nose while she sleeps. As you see the spider go back in. <laughs> I, I stand up really awkwardly and assuming that. Like a, like a conversation in perfect English that's happened, like, right in front of her. I assume that Maud has already heard what the spider said, and I just say, but the spider told me to remind you that he would lay eggs in your nostril. <laughs> I'd like to take my shoe off and throw it at the hole. Name of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> just, wow. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Name of your sex tape, pal. <laughs> Thank you very much.
I take my shoe off and throw it at your home. Right, good. Uh, you you see your shoe, your sandaled shoe, bounces off the hole as you just hear a little voice saying, I heard that motherfucker. Good. Yes, fuck you. Fuck you very much. Right. <laughs> to the loop, motherfuckers! <laughs> you just see the spider vanish into the hole. Um, right, before we tie things up, Bill CR, you're escorted as you make your way through the prison. You see a myriad of different prisoners from the sublime to the ridiculous. You see shifty looking kinkus. You see um, you see a fat elf. The first time you've ever seen a fat elf. <laughs> Sitting on a bunk bed reading a manuscript. You see various other people. You see a disgruntled looking gnome with a mop cleaning the various walkways. As um, Helga von Broomshaft takes you into the Medica. As the door to the Medica opens and you're escorted in, you get the instant waft of something like iodine or something like that. Strong, potent chemicals and various jars and just a clinical smell hits your nose. As she's like, well, welcome to the Medica. Should you have any kind of medical emergencies, this will be your first port of call. Should you get shivved? stabbed or pick up any kind of STI. This here is your first port of call. Is there a lot of shivering or stabbing around here? Yeah, seasonally. You know, during the winter months, things can get a little... Season, seasonal stabbing. Yeah, seasonal stabbing. <laughs> Flurries of stabbing. From... Is there a lot of STI around here? Well, yes. I mean, people have hobbies around here. I mean, you know, daisy chaining and yeah. other things go on. I mean... Is there a club you can join, or...? Daisy chain? <laughs> is, that, is that a euphemism for something else? I'm scared. Is that like human centipeding? Let me investigation check. You kill one person, tie them to another person, kill that person, tie them to another person. Oh no, we're not... We're, 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 no, what we're what is daisy chaining? We've, we've moved on from Google the shit. It. No! <laughs> this is the FBI. I'm on my work laptop, I don't want... <laughs> can I get my... Is there like a doctor here or a nurse or something? Uh, there is. You see, um, you see um, a gaunt-looking man who's basically a frame of skin and bones that's mostly holding up a lab coat, which is covered in a plethora of dried stains of varying shades. As a very wet and phlegmy voice says. Hello, welcome. My name is Clifford Waxley. I will be your doctor for the day. Oh, look! You appear to have transfixed yourself. You've transfixed yourself multiple times with arrows. Oh, they have healed well. I presume we will have to be taking those out of you, because uh, walking around with weapons is not a good look in this place. Of course not. If, if you wouldn't mind, Clifford, I've, I don't mean to complain, but it's been a long time since... I mean, I would prefer if you called me Dr. Waxley. We're not on first name terms yet. Whatever you like, Doctor Waxley. Thank you. Not many of our patients come pre-shift. It's quite impressive that <laughs> you appear to have taken that upon yourself. Just jump up on the um, bed here for me, if you will. Is there a pillow on the bed? Yes. Can I kind of like take it and grasp it to myself? Well, I mean, oh dear. Look, are you scared, Dragonborn? We'll beat that out of you soon, boy. <laughs> it's it's my first time in, in big boy prison okay well I've worked in prisons all my life I mean I say I've worked in them I am actually technically an inmate but um, if you wouldn't mind 
just coughing for me. Oh no. <coughs> no. Sounds terminal. Right, as he takes out a little <laughs> hammer and bangs your knee. That's not the way it works in prison, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I my my knee reflexively jerks forward. Very good, very good. And put your tongue out and say bah. Bah. Very good. Is your tongue normally that? A little good? wisp of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good 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 good. Let me look at your eyes. Yes, pallid, pallid. Right. You have six arrows sticking out of you. Would you like anaesthetic? Um, I suppose I wouldn't say no. No, please, please go ahead. General or local? Um, I wouldn't mind some general, actually, if, you, if you've got any. Yes, absolutely. As he goes over to a glass cabinet on the wall, opens something up, pulls out a giant bull needle full of a amber fluid. Which arm do you generally take it in? Due to my, 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 my scaly, dragony skin, I'm just like, wherever you Do you can, have a uh... soft underbelly? Yes, that would be good. I I, I, I roll over to expose my soft <laughs> underbelly. As you roll over, you may feel a little prick as you expose <laughs> your soft underbelly, as you feel a little prick and the warmth just radiate through you. Now, join me in counting back from five, four, three, three. two... One, as everything goes black. Several of hours later, you wake up arrow-free in the cell with Hanash, who's sitting cross-legged, looking very, very, very awkward. He's definitely masturbating this whole time. Hours. Twist it off my pillow. Your pillow appears to be stuck to your duvet now. I stole his pillow. That pillow's mine. I didn't make love to it. I'm joking. Uh, you look over at Hannah, she has two pillows and two duvets. I'm, I'm just sad. We've been for a lot being Hannah, but I'm, I'm kind of used to it now. I just curl up As on my bed. You, you, you roll back over. Looking down at yourself, you see various bandages over holes in your body. As you lie stiff as a board on the plank of a bed, where there should be a duvet, there should be a pillow. You look over at the awkward-looking half-orc who is sitting with his knees tucked under his chin, rocking backwards and forwards, occasionally looking sideways into the cell over the way. We look over as Tatty looks for a new home for his dagger somewhere in this place. Maud sleeps with one eye open, looking everywhere for the spider. As we pan into the next cell, where none of you can see it, but... Aristobulus is just sitting on his bed, pretending to be asleep, but he's not really sleeping. He looks over at the man who's on the other bunk, who is dressed all in black, with a white porcelain mask covering his face. And Aristobulus is like, no, 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 this ain't happening. No, 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 no. That is where we're going to leave this week's episode. Holy! I'd like to put a play out to, to our listeners if there's any talented like uh, drawers. I'd love to see a drawing of like Belsia, like like a Snorlax, all happy carries underbelly. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a doctor approaching with a giant needle. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Pod. It's AJ again. Well, it was only a matter of time before they ended up behind bars, wasn't it? I think this is going to be the start of something beautiful. I really do.
Thanks so much for joining us again this week. We really appreciate you tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. Now, assuming you've made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button and never missing another episode again? Better yet, give us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you are on and help spread the word of our shenanigans far and wide. Look, I know I say this every single week, but you, the listeners, really are the secret sauce in this sandwich. You keep us motivated to keep on going and make this stuff. All of your kind words and reviews mean the world to us. As ever, for all the latest news and updates, we can be found on the socials on Twitter, at AnO number one. And we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and at adventurers-anonymous.com, where you can find a smorgasbord of material from us. So, that just leaves time to say a huge goodbye from Chris, Chris, Lewis, Matt, Chanel, and myself. Have a hearty slap on the back from all of us. We'll see you next week. And remember, happy adventuring, my friends. Stay tipsy.